Today's episode is sponsored by Posher VA. Are you tired of spending hours on Poshmark trying to share your listings and send offers? Let Posher VA take care of that for you. Posher VA is a virtual assistant service for Poshmark that helps you save time and increase your sales. Take the chance to simplify your Poshmark game and grow your sales. Go to PoshRVA.com to try out the 14-day free trial and get 20% off your first month with code THRIFTY. That's code THRIFTY, T-H-R-I-F-T-T-E-A at PoshRVA.com. Hi, besties. Welcome to another episode of the Thrift Tea Podcast. I'm your host, Emma Raglan, here to spill the tea on all things thrifting, reselling, and owning a business. In today's episode, besties, we'll be taking a deep dive into the fast fashion industry, which I know it's kind of a controversial topic, but it's definitely an important one, and it's one that I'm quite passionate about as well. So I am so ready to dive in deep with you all, all about fast fashion. As always, I had you babes ask any questions that you had about the fast fashion industry on my Instagram story. So once again, be sure to follow me on Instagram and you can get your questions featured on the show. Anyways, some of the questions that I received were asking what classifies a brand as fast fashion, can fast fashion brands be ethical, and how to wear the latest trends without shopping from fast fashion brands. So let's get into it. So what is fast fashion? Well, fast fashion can be defined as inexpensive clothing produced rapidly by mass market retailers in response to the latest trends. That is just like the Google dictionary definition of it. In prepping for this episode, I rewatched one of my favorite fashion documentaries that I actually mentioned in the first podcast episode. Once again, it's called The True Cost. It's such a great documentary. Be sure to go watch it if you haven't already. It's on Amazon Video. Anyways, something that they had said was that now instead of the typical like spring, summer, fall, winter seasons, we practically have 52 seasons a year. There's new styles and trends coming out every single week, and the only way to keep up is by purchasing constantly from these cheap fast fashion brands such as Shein, Forever 21, and H&M. If you want to know if any of the brands you shop from are considered to be fast fashion, here are some of the key factors that are common throughout different fast fashion brands. I'm just going to list them off for you. So number one, they have thousands of styles that are considered to be, quote, trendy, Two, they use offshore manufacturing where labor is its cheapest. Three, they have a limited quantity per garment, which is an idea that Zara has started, which just pressures shoppers into impulse purchasing. Four, it uses cheap, low-quality materials, causing clothes to degrade after just a few wears. If any of those apply, the brand you are shopping from is probably considered to be fast fashion. With the rise in popularity of becoming more sustainable and eco-friendly. Something that you've probably heard a lot whenever it comes to fast fashion is the labor practices. An insane fact that you may not know is that one in every six people work in some part of the global fashion industry, making it the most labor-dependent industry in the world, which is insane. When you think about all the different jobs that there are, the fashion industry is the most labor-dependent. 
and garment workers in this industry are typically paid anywhere from 80 to 200 USD per month. A month. Like, try and imagine that. Here in the US, that's basically impossible to survive off of for a week, let alone a month. And before I hear anyone starting to say, well, why don't they just work somewhere else? Please keep in mind that the options in third world countries, these other options that they may have, they are not the same as ours. They're far worse than working in garment factories. Women are specifically given lower paid jobs as well. Hence why 80% of garment workers around the world are women. In countries such as Bangladesh, the minimum legal wage is 96 USD a month. And there are about 3.5 million garment workers in Bangladesh alone. Fast fashion brands are also often accused of using child labor. Child labor affects an estimated 170 million children worldwide between the ages of 5 and 17. Imagine a 5-year-old working in a factory. That is heartbreaking. And with the fashion industry specifically, children are forced to work 14 to 16 hours a day while receiving little to no pay for their work. Not to mention, garment factories are notoriously known for their poor working conditions. And with that being said, we're going to dive a little deeper into some of the stuff that has happened due to poor working conditions. And this may be a little bit Hard to hear for some people, um, but we're going to talk about the factory collapses. Um, the most devastating and most well-known one being the Rana Plaza tragedy. Rana Plaza was a building in Bangladesh that housed five different garment factories, several shops, as well as a bank. Around 5,000 people were employed in the building at the time, and the garment workers working there were receiving 45 cents an hour. On April 24th, 2013, a structural failure occurred, which caused the whole building to collapse, leaving over 1,100 people dead and another 2,500 people injured. Workers had been alerting management to the cracks in the building in the days and weeks before the collapse occurred, but nothing was done about it. They weren't evacuated. They weren't further looked into. They were just forced to go back to work and keep doing their job. This was only one of the many garment factory collapses, and it just goes to show the conditions that these people have to work in and the very little care that these factory owners, as well as the fast fashion brands housed in these garment factories, such as Zara and H&M, how little they all care about human lives. For some reason, I feel like us in the U.S., we kind of forget that there are other people. It's not just us. And it, it's almost like people in third world countries are seen as lesser than, but that shouldn't be the case. They are people just like us. They just may not be living in the same type of situation as us, but we shouldn't be okay with wearing clothes produced from people's blood. That's not okay. Something has to change. Whether you shop fast fashion or not, I'm sure that you agree you don't want people to die for making you a sweatshirt. That, that, that should not happen. I could spend probably hours talking about just the Rana Plaza collapse alone, but I'm not going to do that to you guys because I know it's 
really sad and it's hard to hear about, but I did want to talk about it because it's very, very important for us to keep these people in our minds and not just be so okay with what's happening to them. But all right, take a breath for a second. I know that was a little bit much. It was a little overwhelming. So, okay. All right, now we're going to get into the sustainability aspect. So due to the intense turnaround times for new ranges and products, it's impossible basically for fast fashion to ever truly be sustainable. According to Good On You, 60% of fast fashion items end up in the landfill. That's due to these brands selling their pieces in a way where you can throw it away without even thinking about it. Fast fashion brands have begun to make consumers think that pieces of clothing worn once or twice are already considered to be old and it's time for them to be replaced with something new. Fast fashion has a significant environmental impact. According to the UN Environment Program, the industry is the second biggest consumer of water and is also responsible for about 10% of global carbon emissions, which is more than all international flights and maritime shipping combined. Combined! Like, think about how many planes are constantly flying. That's um, that, like amazing, but like in the worst way. <laughs> like, that... The fast fashion industry, where we get the cheapest of clothes, uses more global emissions than all international flights and maritime shipping. That is mind-blowing to me. Animals are also severely impacted by fast fashion. Dyes and microfibers are often released into waterways by garment factories, which are ingested by both land and marine life and can have devastating effects on the food chains in these ecosystems. Animal welfare is also put at risk due to animal products such as leather, fur, and wool being used to produce clothing. And all right, the next thing that I'm about to say may be a little bit disturbing to some people. So if you're sensitive about animals, just skip forward a few seconds. But as an example, numerous scandals have revealed that real fur, including cat and dog fur, is being passed off as faux fur to unknowing shoppers by fast fashion brands. The truth is that there is so much real fur being produced under terrible conditions in fur farms that it's become cheaper to produce than to buy faux fur. Brands like Shein and Romway were both caught doing this, and Romway was even penalized in the UK after the Humane Society International filed a complaint against them for making false fur claims for multiple items in their online store. So these fast fashion brands are just completely fooling you sometimes whenever it comes to faux fur. They are taking real fur and close your ears for like three seconds if you don't like animal stuff, sometimes cat and dog fur, and passing it off as faux fur to you guys. It's so sad. It's so disgusting. And I hope that that goes to show how little that these brands care about you care about animals, care about the planet, care about anything. All they want to do is make a quick buck. All right, let's do a little recap of everything that we just talked about real quick. So fast fashion brands are any brand that just sells thousands of super cheap clothing items and produces new styles daily or weekly. That's fast fashion. 
and the practices that they use to get their pieces made are extremely unethical and not sustainable whatsoever. It's harmful to garment workers. It's harmful to animals. It's just everything about it is harmful and it's sad and it's not something that you should want to support. And I understand that some people say, well, it's all I can afford. I can't afford anything else. Try going to the thrift store. Try going to even a consignment store like Plato's Closet. They, I, every time I go into a Plato's Closet, I see tons and tons of Shein. So if you really love Shein that much, you can still find it at thrift stores all the time. By shopping from the thrift store, you're not giving that money directly to the company, which should be your priority. It should be everyone's priority with this industry because they don't care about people. They don't care about the planet. They just care about money and that's it. So that kind of leads me into the next topic, which is how to be trendy without supporting fast fashion. And I'll say it again, shop secondhand. That is truly the best thing that you can do. If you don't have the money to purchase from sustainable and ethical brands, but you still want to purchase all the new and the trendy pieces, you can do that secondhand. So many times, I'll see so many new and trendy pieces at the thrift stores, specifically in consignment and buy-sell trade stores. So like Plato's Closet or Buffalo Exchange, those, those types of stores, you can find so many new and trendy pieces, all for a great, great price. You can also find these kinds of pieces on Poshmark and Mercari and Curtsy, which are all great secondhand shopping apps to shop from. So if you need a sign-up link for any of those so you can get some free credit to shop, DM me on Instagram. I'll send you my referral link and it'll give you some credit to shop on there. You're able to find so many different, even fast fashion brands on especially on Mercari and Curtsy specifically. Higher end stuff you'll find on Poshmark. But I feel like Mercari and Curtsy are the places to go if you want like more like mall brands type of stuff. They have lots of very, very cute and trendy pieces. So I got you with the referral code, girl. I got you. But anyways, it is now time for my personal favorite segment of the episode, which is tea time. I answer any questions that you guys have asked me, whether it be through my Instagram story or through Instagram DMs directly. And you can ask me literally anything about my personal life, about my business, about my opinions on different topics, and I will answer it all. So first question is my personal favorite it is from Melissa and she asks, how are you physically and mentally? Well, thank you for asking. I'm doing okay. Uh, my physical health is doing pretty good right now. Mentally, not as great, but I feel like we've all kind of been there. This time of year is just especially hard for me because springtime, just February to May, February is my dad's birthday. May is the anniversary of his passing. So that span is just a lot harder on me. That's the hardest part of the year for me mentally. So I've been struggling a bit, but I'm, I'm doing okay. So thank you for asking. Sorry, I didn't really mean to get deep there. But um, anyways, next question is from Lexi. And she asked, what is one of your goals for 2023, personally, professionally, etc.? I would say that probably one of my biggest goals for 2023 is just to do more stuff, hang out with more people, 
do the dang thing because YOLO. <laughs> Just try new stuff, have fun, get myself out of my comfort zone and do more things that will make me happy. Try more things that I may like, whether that be going to different places, trying different foods, trying different activities, whatever. I'm going to try a bunch of new stuff. I'm going to do a bunch of new things, go to a bunch of new places. That's the goal. All right. So this next question is a business question. It's from Carly and she asks, how do you go about doing your commission sales? What percentage does each party get? So I accept commissions from both locals and non-locals. My only thing, if you are not a local, is that you pay for the shipping, for shipping your box of stuff to me. I don't pay for that. Besides that, it's just making sure that your stuff doesn't have stains on it or tears, and if it does, to disclose it, making sure that you wash your items before you send it to me, all that kind of stuff. And I also only accept like certain brands. I don't accept like obviously like Shein and Forever 21 because I know I'm not going to be able to sell that for nearly as much. And I'd prefer for the both of us to be able to benefit the most that we can. As far as the percentage goes, I used to do 50-50 even split commissions. Now I do 60-40 just because I feel like the amount of work that I do, it isn't fair for me to only get 50%. So I do 60-40 now. That may change. I'm not sure. But either way, it's definitely you're getting more money than what Plato's Closet would give you because they give you literally like 25 cents an item. Whereas with me, you'll get at least a few dollars up to like, I don't know, $10, $20, $30, depending on what the item is, what the brand is, if it's a high-end piece, whatever. All right, the next question is from Danielle, and she asks, do you still love singing? Which is so cute because I went to high school with her, so that really makes me happy. Yes, I still love singing. I don't do gigs anymore. I just, I, I don't really have the time now, and I don't like... I don't know. It's it's just a lot for me to do gigs. So I just kind of sing in the shower now, but it's it's still fun. I love it. I just don't try and go out and show off, if you know what I mean. Alrighty, last question is from Cassidy, and she asks best tips on shopping small and thrifting for the Eras concert. Well, Cassidy, I got you. Poshmark, Mercari, Curtsy, whatnot. Or you can DM me. If any of you guys ever need any like specific clothing pieces, if you're looking for anything in particular for a concert or a wedding or whatever, DM me and say, hey, Emma, I am looking for this in this size. Do you happen to have any of it? If not, can you try and find something that's like this? And I will look for you. I got you. Like I will always be on the lookout for different pieces for you. But I would say just check out like reselling apps. Honestly, just type in the type of vibe that you're going for. If you're going for like reputation, then look for like leather vibes. If you're going for lover, look for pastels. If you're going for red, well, look for red. <laughs> just type in any keywords on Poshmark or Mercari or Curtsy and you will be bound to find some really cute stuff. I promise. But all right, besties, that is it for today's episode. I really hope that you learned something. Thank you all so, so much for being here. Be sure to follow and rate the podcast if you haven't already. It really, really helps me out. And be sure to follow our Instagram, which is going to be linked in the show notes, as well as follow us on any other platform, which will be in another link in the show notes. But I love you guys so, so much. Stay thrifty and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.